Good afternoon, friends. On the next podcast that you are going to hear, um, one is about the black magic. Is there such a thing as black magic? And the second one is all about tarot cards and what they are actually used for. So I do hope that you enjoy these podcasts. Thank you. Welcome back. Is there such a thing as black magic in Islam? Can someone have black magic done on them? If so, what is the cure? Let's sit down with Sheikh Atabek Shakurov to get some answers. Sheikh Atabek is a renowned scholar, having studied in Uzbekistan, Syria, and Al-Azhar University in Egypt. His expertise spans a wide range of Islamic disciplines. Let's hear what he has to share with us about black magic. Welcome back to our show, Sheikh Atabek. Thank you very much. So we're talking about a very uh, interesting topic today. Yeah. Um, what is black magic? Um, you know, um, I would say it's quite a hot topic, especially in our time. Uh, it works on both ways, okay? Um, uh, the, some of the people, they over-exaggerate, mm -hmm. okay? Because it's a good source of income also, making money, just deceiving the people and just trapping them and making money. But on the other side, uh, we may have, maybe me, your, yourself, and someone else may say, it does not exist, okay? But again, uh, let's try to uh, look into what Quran says about it. If you know... Uh, for some reason, uh, Quran refers uh, to this concept of learning from angels okay. in mm -hmm. the ancient Babylon civilization. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, maybe you may go to these uh, archaeological, you can say, researches where you find different pictures in which they have the pictures of aliens or something different interpretations and doing some certain silly things and people in front of them sitting as if they would be worshiping and contemporary historians will say it is some type of ghost or you know mm -hmm. and worshiping it so quran gives very clear explanations saying that this specific knowledge it has been learned from two angels who have been sent as test okay but then what it would do it would separate husband from the wife Okay, so that much <coughs> we know for sure. So it does exist, Islamically speaking? Yes, it does, yes. It okay. does exist. But on which level? That is the, <coughs> you can say, issue of a dispute. Mm -hmm. Okay, Hanafi is on one side, and the vast majority of Ahl-Sunnah Jamaa on the other side. Okay, so um, uh, Hanafis are cornered with Mu'tazila on one, uh, on one side, <coughs> who say that, its effect is only illusion, creating an illusion, okay? It looks like that, but it's not like that. You see monster, but it's not a monster, it's just illusion in here. So it is some type of, um, uh, maybe you can say, uh, to do with bioenergy of a human maybe, mm -hmm. in, to make you to assume something which does not exist. So is it some form of possession of sorts, are you saying? <coughs> or is it just of... Uh, something that effect, you think effect, effect on the maybe effect on the waves of a brain or something. Okay. So it is to do with the brain only. Okay. Okay. But then, does it have, uh, you can say, uh, um, uh, substantial existence mm -hmm. the in the real world? Mm -hmm. So in there we have disagreement. Mu'tazila say no, it's only illusion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Vast majority of Ahl al Jama'at is the main position of Ash'aris and Hanbalis. They say yes. They go to the point of saying. Um, black magician can convert the human into an animal. 
Literally? Or? Literally. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then Maturidis, <coughs> okay, so they say anyone who believes that magician can, can change the substances by using black magic, that is classed as disbelief. Tough. Okay. You can say. So Hanafis are a bit strange in this issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it means according to the Hanafi school of thought, it is just illusion. It affects as illusion. As <coughs> Allah said, Okay, so when these magicians came and thrown their whatever they had, threads, ropes, etc., so it was giving impression to Fir'aun that it is moving. Mm -hmm. But then it's very clear. Yukhayyalu. Takhil is khiyal, imagination. Okay. But in the reality, was it doing so? Quran says yukhayyalu, imagination, illusion. Okay? okay. So that much is <coughs> supported by Hanafi school of thought, both of Mu'tazila Hanafis and Maturidi Hanafis. Further, Maturidi's made comment, comment saying, anyone who believes that magic, magician, can convert the substances from one thing to another mm -hmm. thing, that is the act of disbelief, kufr. Okay. Obviously, I do not support it. I do not mm -hmm. say that it's disbelief because disbelief is a big thing. Yep. But what I believe is um, it is just over-exaggerating the power of a human. Mm -hmm. So is this the same thing? Where does evil eye come into this? Is this the same thing as evil eye? Yes, yeah, so evil eye is another disagreed upon among the theologians. Okay. Um, uh, first of all, uh, do we have any clear contextual proof? We say from the hadith, single chain narrations, yes. But from mutawatir, never. But from Quran, we have two verses in Quran which have been disputed. If it is talking about evil eye or something else. One of them is, if you remember Yaqub alayhi salam, when he sent his sons to Egypt. So his sons, they were very handsome, very beautiful people, mm -hmm. young men. So then Yaqub alayhi salam said, Ya bani, ya, ya bani, ya oh sons, La tadkhulu min abu min babin wahidin. Do not enter from the same gate. Wadkhulu min abu abin mutaf. But enter to the city from different gates. Okay. Um, and then uh, question, why? Mm -hmm. Why not from the same place? Okay, so then vast majority of the Mufassirin, so they also narrated from Ibn Abbas, Qatar, Tabain, uh, Kalbi, and Suddi. So anyway, the uh, top uh, Tabain saying that because Yaqub alayhi salam, he was, um, uh, he just was preventing evil eye, effect of evil eye on his children. Because um, according to the definition of evil eye, so they say condition of activation of evil eye is when you see something for which you will be amazed. Something handsome, something big, something beautiful. You understand? So, so a form of envious of sorts, would that exactly, count as evil exactly. eye? Exactly, yeah, so envy maybe is maybe fuel of the evil eye. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you see young people, okay, 11 or 10 young people, mm -hmm. sons of Yaqub, sons of prophets, very handsome, very beautiful mm -hmm. shape of a body, you understand, going, okay, into the, um, uh, into Egypt from the same gate, it would definitely cause it. So that is the first opinion. Okay, and we have the second opinion. The second opinion is coming from some of the Hanafi Mu'tazila. Okay, so they say that was not the case. Okay, so Yaqub he was only warning them from envy. What's the meaning of envy? So it's not evil eye, but when people see young people coming into their land. Okay, mm -hmm. so do you know that Jealous. animalistic uh, behavior? Mm -hmm. Okay, so because you are, you are threatened now as a man, 
because you was the man of the land, everyone was looking at you, and then some ten young people are coming such a beautiful, they will try to do something, or maybe governor. Okay, how come that these strong people are coming? What is their intention? What are they willing to do in my land? And so that is second opinion. Okay, so it is coming from some of the Hanafi Mu'tazila. So based on that, they do not believe in existence of evil eye. So what is your opinion then? What do you, know, you believe? Uh, for me, uh, first of all, I cannot, we do not take it into the issue of belief and disbelief. Because first of all, it's single chain narration. It's not possible that Prophet will be sent to b explain what is belief and what is disbelief. And only one person knows about it. But Prophet delivered his message to the masses. Mm -hmm. It had to be narrated by masses of a people. Okay, um, so I say it is, it's the same as, <coughs> uh, uh, do you believe in kidney stone? Yes. But where is in Quran and Hadith? Uh, I don't know, I don't think it's there. <laughs> so means it is nothing to do with the religion. It is your health issue. Yes. Okay, but someone can say, yes, it does not exist because Prophet spoke only about migraine. Means migraine exists and not, no, 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 no. Prophet had a migraine, mm -hmm. according to the narrations. Yeah. Okay, but it does not mean that there is nothing else. It is something like that. Okay, but its effect, as long, if it, if it is proven, so that is cultural thing. Mm -hmm. Social, culture, I don't know, if it is to do with the bio uh, sciences or etc. Mm -hmm. um, so if that is proven by that side, so we say that is the case. But it cannot be as fundamental of the religion. But unfortunately, we have this um, a contemporary Islam, as I said a few times. It is Hanbali Islam. Okay? Mm -hmm. And Hanbalis go with this single chain narration in which Rasulullah says, uh, Al-Ainu Haqqun, extension of the uh, narration, Yahduru mm Bihil -hmm. Jinn. Okay? According to them, it's authentic. Hadith means evil eye is truth, and jinn causes it. Mm -hmm. Jinni causes yeah. it. Understand? So this is the, you can say, source. Obviously, to set up, because if that is the case, now we are talking about the um, theological issue, issue related to belief and disbelief, aqidah. Both of Maturis and Ash'aris, they have no right to accept it, because their condition of accepting the hadith related to the aqidah, that it has to be, as a minimum, mutawatir. It's not mutawatir, so it's not the matter of aqidah. But Hanbalis, uh, they take it into aqidah, and they influenced the rest of the schools of thought. So contemporary Maturidis and Ash'aris, they also take it into the Aqidah. So refusing and denying it mm -hmm. brings the person to the level of heretic, which is incorrect. So if I understand correctly, you say evil eye, black magic are similar. They do exist, but not to the point if you don't like to the no, point no, if someone black, doesn't. Black magic, uh, it is in Quran, mm -hmm. okay, but yep. What is that specific type of black magic, which is in Quran? Splitting between the mm -hmm. couples. Okay. But further than that, uh, you know, the people, they add to the magician extra superpower. I understand, okay. Which is labeled by Maturidis as kufr, converting the human into donkey. Maturidis say, anyone who says that is disbeliever. So in the Quran, it's limited to this particular explanation? Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't say that that's only the case. I understand. So mm -hmm. it will affect on the brain. Mm -hmm. Understand. So I think uh, we'll leave this for now and we'll uh, save our next segment about the actual, more of it, about you know what are the causes and what are the cures. Thank you very much, Sheikh Atabek. Thank you. 
Hey YouTube, we hope you benefited from this video. If you liked it, or if you didn't, let us know in the comments below. And if you're interested in learning more, check out some of our other videos. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get new videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hi Magic Maker, I'm Carolina and today I decided to make a video about how tarot cards and oracle cards and all different types of cards really actually work because that's one of the questions that keeps coming up pretty often since there are many different approaches that you can take to this whole card thing. So today I'm hoping to shine a bit of a light on this topic. it really depends on how you approach your cards. You can be a psychic and then you might want to use them as a medium for your psychic abilities or some people actually use tarot cards as playing cards as a game basically because that's how the whole thing originated back in the 1600s. But I'm not a psychic and so I'm using a completely different way which is I call it a therapeutical approach and not only it's cool because you don't have to be a psychic to use it, but I also think it's the most empowering way of using your cards because it brings you back to yourself and shows you the real wisdom that you really carry within you. And how this approach works is basically that anytime you pull a card, so let's say you pull this card and this one is not a tarot card, it's an oracle card, but it's much bigger, so I thought it would be better for demonstration. Anyway, so you look at the picture and immediately you have some associations with it, okay? There are some things triggered within your mind. It can be memories, it can be words, it can be feelings, it can be thoughts and, you know, different patterns. Now, obviously, you can believe that this is just random stuff that has nothing to do with your life. But actually, I believe, as well as all of psychologists and psychiatrists that actually use this type of methodology in their work as well. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Rorschach test. That's the famous one. Usually they show it in some kind of a mass killer movie when they do a psychological assessment of someone and they show them... Um, just abstract images, it's usually just black color on white paper and they want them to tell them what they see. So somebody sees a butterfly, somebody sees a bat, you know, you name it. And then based on what they say, the psychologist or psychiatrist says, oh yeah, this is a psychopath, <laughs> basically. So with tarot readings, you don't have to, you know, diagnose yourself as a psychopath, but you work with the same principle, which is belief that anything that comes up in, in association with the images is actually relevant. Relevant somehow to your current situation and to your present life. And that's also why tarot cards are oftentimes referred as the mirror to your soul, because essentially what they do, they allow all the information that you have in your subconscious mind to surface and to finally see the light of the day so that you can grasp them and work with them somehow. Now, this happens on various levels, okay? The first level is the image as a whole. I cannot turn it properly, yeah, there we go. So when you see the image as a whole, you get some kind of a feeling and intuitive knowing. Then you also have symbols that you work with, okay? And symbols are important because some symbols are cross-cultural. And what that means is that they have the same meaning for everyone, no matter where you were born and where you were raised in what type of culture.
On the other hand, there are symbols that are very culturally specific too. Okay, this could be, for example, religious symbols. So they have a very specific meaning for you. Okay, and now everything comes to play when you are interpreting or even just looking at your card, okay? Because you associate different things with the picture as a whole, with the cross-cultural symbols and the specific symbols. Now, when you do the reading, you don't have to know all this stuff from like analytical point of view and be like, oh yeah, this is a cross-cultural symbol and this one is specific. No, like you don't have to know this at all. I'm just telling you now for the sake of understanding how the cards actually work and why they make you feel in a specific way. So I know a lot of people associate tarot readings with a lot of woo-woo and, you know, psychic stuff and like fortune-telling and connecting with the dead, which, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against it. And if you're a psychic and use your cards like this, it's great. But I feel like it can be blocking a lot of us who don't feel like we are psychics. And then we feel like, oh, I don't have the abilities for it. Or also another fear that I, you know, see all around myself and I faced it myself too is that if you work with cards and you kind of come up with it people think that you're crazy because it is woo-woo. Well here you can see that actually there is no real magic behind it. It's just very down-to-earth psychology if you think about it. So I hope that I have explained it a little bit and that I have encouraged you to work with your cards a little bit more, especially if you are someone who's afraid that, you know, you don't have the special abilities or if you're someone who's afraid to be too woo-woo. Now you have, you know, no excuse. You know that it's no woo-woo and that you don't need any special skills for it. So go and do your readings and have fun with it and just observe how different cards make you feel in different situations and scenarios and... That's really all the magic. So see you later. Bye.